I am the way, the truth, and the life. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the first and the last. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Brett Keen from God TV Radio. I hope you're all having a blessed day out there. I hope your Christmas was good, your New Year's. I hope you made some good resolutions and some goals in your life in order to move forward and have the future that you've always desired. Amen to that. I've been doing a lot of great shows lately with Stephen, uh, known as Proverbs 27, Check him out. Make sure you go to his YouTube channel. Just giving a little shout out to him. We've had some pretty awesome people on my show. Adam Lohr has been on. We had a big, long discussion about artificial intelligence and uh, some of the uh, new technology that's coming out that's trying to replace music and art. Pretty fun discussion. And, of course, we, um, being that he's my pal, we... Just kind of went into many various topics and things. Well, Adam Lohr and my friend Stephen and lots of Christians as well as atheists have noticed that um, for some reason after all these years, there are still people who want to come on the show, no matter what we're talking about, no matter what we're involved in, who want to get a taste of that nostalgia. And what I'm talking about is I'm associated with a podcast I got on a long time ago with the Drunken Peasants. This was during the time that P.J. Kirk, the amazing atheist, his brother, Paul Zigo, were still doing the show before they went on to do Deep Fat Fried. <clears throat> I was on the show at least uh, from between 8 and 10 times, and at this point there are still people who watch that material and then they come over and they want to ask me questions as if it was done yesterday. And to be honest with you, a lot of it, I can't even uh, remember everything that we actually talked about or whatever the case was. And to be as fair as possible, I was paid a thousand dollars for each show. Really the only thing I was thinking about whenever I got on there was getting paid and being able to have nice Christmases those years and all that. I didn't really care about the, how shall I say, the drama or the aggravation. It was kind of like kayfabe going on to WWE wrestling or something where, you know, two people put on a performance or whatever and then people get entertained and that's it. I've been doing so many interviews since then and before then and been on so many podcasts and shows. I literally, I just simply as an older man do not have the memory capacity to um, remember every single topic or subject matter that's ever been thrown at me. I apologize for that. Uh, maybe one of these years I'll go back and look and see and be able to give a more extensive answer on what the hell was going on or what was being talked about. However, <clears throat> because I seem to have been branded um, onto that 
type of material and content, and that's something that people go and watch and listen to from time to time, I am forced to deal with a lot of people that I don't know, total strangers who come in and ask me many, many questions about my association. And I felt like today I would uh, answer one of the major questions that a lot of people ask. Apparently, when people go over there and see, they can tell that me and the Amazing Atheist, at least the new kids who are watching that stuff, they have found out and discovered, as the older atheists and religious people already knew this long ago, that me and the Amazing Atheist actually used to be two peas in a pot. We used to be good friends. We used to be two guys who used to talk with each other, hang with each other, and I really, really dug the guy at one point in time. So obviously one of the big questions that the newer atheists and the kids and the young people who watch the show nowadays wonder, well, what happened then? How how did you go from being like really, really good friends to it turning into what it is, you know, during those days of drunken peasants and, and where is it now kind of questions. Now I originally planned on just taking a break for the week and letting people watch all my live shows and all my content. I've put an unbelievable amount of material all over my YouTube channel and I wanted to give it a chance to be seen and heard and all that. And I had fully planned on that, but I woke up this morning and my wife gave me some warm pie and orange juice and it literally launched me like a monkey on a rocket out in the space. I felt like I had a lot of energy and I've made a couple videos responding to questions people have had, and it's really helped me out in my existence. Like people will ask me questions, I'll respond to it, and then if someone in the future asks a question, I can just simply give them the video. They can watch it and then take whatever they're going to take from it. So I figured, why not do that with this topic? That way, if someone comes on my show and they say, Brett Keen, I'd like to know A, B, C, D, and all this kind of stuff, I can just get it out there. And I'm also asked repeatedly in interviews, too. This always seems to get brought up. Why was there a crash and burn? Why did things fall apart? So now, hopefully, after I answer this in depth for people, they'll say, Ah, now I understand. I don't have to ask him about it in an interview. I don't have to get a hold of him on Skype or email him or get on his show, ask him, and then he's got to spend 10 minutes describing why this all went down like it did. Well, the story is pretty simple. I like the guy. During the time on YouTube, whenever I was making videos, The Amazing Atheist has made a couple videos in his past talking about how he admired me and he respected me. I was one of the top atheists at the time. Now I'm a Christian, obviously. A Christian theist is what I refer to myself as. And he watched me for a year whenever I was an atheist. And the kind of content I was doing was called church phone calls, where I called churches and I debated them and I discussed them. Some videos were actually... You got to see me actually on video going to a church and having a discussion with people. I did videos where I was going after the church for all the money that it makes off of people. I had this real bad problem with um, some of these churches who would steal from good Christians 
and then basically run away, take all the money in the vault or the case or whatever, and then leave people stranded. I also made videos about little old senior citizens who got taken advantage of um, by TV evangelists. I mean, my thing was always about fairness and about truth. To me, I didn't have like some kind of um, chip on my shoulder whenever it came to the concept of God. In fact, if somebody came along and proved to me that God existed back then whenever I was an atheist, it wouldn't have hurt me none. It wouldn't have caused any problems. Um, I was more than willing to listen and hear what people had to say. And that's one of the reasons why I started getting shows to go along to begin with, where Christians were allowed to talk to me 24-7 practically. And I, I, I suppose I'm still kind of that way now, where people can come talk to me and, and do, do the same thing. I think that I've gotten better at technology since then, though, if I don't mind patting myself on the back for that. So I'm promoting The Amazing Atheist. He um, said that one of the videos, one of the kind of videos that he watched of me that really struck a chord was the videos where I talked about personal stuff. As many of you know, since the time of doing YouTube, I would make playlists, and I had a personal diary playlist, and I still have one, where I share some of the pains and anguish that has happened in my life. Basically, people could find out about my life whenever I was an atheist. And one of the problems that was happening during that time, almost 20 years ago, was I was taking care of a disabled child whom the doctor said was going to pass away. So atheists and religious people were constantly wanting updates. Brett, what's going on with your kids? How's your wife doing and all that? How's your family? Um, wanting to know if my daughter was healthy, if she was getting any stronger, if she was healing. And a lot of atheists and religious people were very invested in my life and what was going on with my my loved ones and i really appreciated that i'll i'll never forget the love and kindness that atheists and christians and people of other faiths had towards my family and what was going on in my life well the amazing atheist we started talking about that and he said hey man he goes I know, I know some atheists actually told you that you should probably put a PayPal link out for the times whenever you have bad bills or you're getting overwhelmed with hospital bills. You see, I ended up, the reason why I ended up putting PayPal out in the first place is because people encouraged me to do that because I was getting, my family was getting overwhelmed in hospital bills for our child. We didn't have health insurance and we couldn't afford it. <clears throat> so we were getting buried under debt. And he noticed that I put that PayPal link out due to the encouragement suggestion of non-believers. And he said, how much money are you rolling in to take care of your daughter and all that in your family? And I said, well, um, it helps with bills. It helps with, uh, you know, being able to get diapers. It helps with being able to get groceries around the house. It's not making a huge impact on the debt that's building up, but it's it's definitely making life a little bit more tolerable and possible to exist. And he said, that's pretty amazing. He said, so if a person gets up on video 
and talks about like pain and problems and all that, then people may help out. And I said, well, the atheist community, I told him, I said, TJ, the amazing, I said, the atheists and the Christians out there are very uh, kind. They were at least at that time period. They were really, really helpful. So I said to him, yeah, they're, if people have problems and someone thinks that they can help, these people appear to have extremely big hearts and they want to they want to try to do the best they can. They're very charitable, very altruistic. And he goes, huh, well, that's interesting. Now, to be honest with you, I had no idea why he was so fascinated with the income that was coming in or anything like that. I figured he just wanted to know if my family was being taken care of or something. I figured he was just showing some kind of concern. And we talked and we talked and we talked. And then one day he ended up getting on a blog TV and he started telling people that he was sexually abused by his family members. Um, and he also said that he got raped by someone in the church. And I remember when he said that, my chin just hit the ground. I was like, oh, my God. I, well, I didn't say, oh, my God. I was an atheist at the time. But I was like, oh, shit, basically. Wow, I did not know this. I've talked to this guy so many times and been promoting his channel, and he never once told me any of this really dark, horrible stuff. And I even started to get this idea in my head. Now, this is probably why... He ended up leaving the church that was ran by his father and all that, the father who went to prison for scamming people. Because I knew all about that. I knew about his father ripping $35 million off of kids and doing all that, but I didn't hold that against TJ himself. His father did the scamming, and then TJ was a completely separate from what his father did is how I felt about it. Even though TJ did tell me he worked for his dad a few times, I still didn't condemn him or hold it against him. Uh, if anybody's interested in that, you can look into something called uh, the Thomas Kirk Diploma Mill fraud uh, scandal. That was big. His father went to prison for it. Well, TJ got on blog TV. He tells people these horrible stories about what was happening. And then a Immediately after telling the stories, he put a PayPal link up for people to donate money to him. He said, look, I'm having it real hard. I've been thinking about all this stuff, and I could really use some help from the atheist community or even religious people if you want to do things. And uh, he looked really somber. The video was in black and white. I have a copy of it on my YouTube channel. You can all see it for yourself in case you have any doubts or skepticism about what I'm talking about. So obviously, being that I loved the guy, I cared about him. After hearing this horrid thing that he decided to tell publicly thousands of people who generously ended up donating tons of money to him, I would uh, eventually get on Skype. I had just got done doing a, um, a show with someone not like a a podcast show, but I was doing like an interview with someone, 
and I wasn't sure the person that I was doing an interview with was trustworthy. So I have this tendency where I record my conversations to make sure that the person doesn't try to take me out of context or edit me up or do anything ignorant with the video. And I forgot that I still had the thing recorded, and I ended up uh, pulling TJ into a call with me where he got up on video, and it, it was like, a, I think we were using Skype at the time, and he was on video, and he was still had that black and white screen that was going on. He had not changed his filters or anything on the video. And I said to him, TJ, this is horrible. I'm so sorry um, about what happened to you, about you getting sexually abused and all that. And I said, no wonder you're so pissed off at the God concept and religion. No wonder you come out as the amazing atheist and all that. You have. It sounds like you got a lot of pain in your life, man. If you ever need to talk about it or you ever need to, you know, have somebody to cry with or whatever, I'm here for you, man. I've been abused in my life. I got hurt and everything, and now I felt like maybe this was a time that we could share with each other and just really bond as friends and all that and relate with abuses happening in our life. And he knew that I went through some miserable crap in my existence. I, I In reality, my life was hell growing up. Well... I don't know if it was like some kind of conscious thing or if he just felt bad because he had did what he did to that audience. But for some reason, he decided to have a moment of honesty with me. Maybe it's because he respected me and admired me at that moment or something, why he decided to tell me this and didn't just intentionally come out lying to me. But he said, Brett, and I've got this video up because I accidentally recorded that, as I told you while I was doing a like an interview thing before he got on the phone. So I didn't intend on doing this, but once I had it, I was kind of between a rock and a hard place. He said, Brett, I never, I never had anything like that happen to me. I never was sexually abused. I was, no one ever did anything like that. Um, Nothing dark ever happened to me, Brett. And I'm like, what? And he said, no, man, nothing nothing like that happened. He said, I watched your videos, Brett, where you talked about the real abuse and pain that happened in your life. And I watched people donating and supporting you. And I just wanted some money. I wanted some attention. And I go, you did this for money? You did this for attention? What, what the hell, man? And I said, don't, dude, don't you realize there's people out there who are hurting and suffering, who have went through absolute hell, who actually do need help, and you do this? I said, why didn't you just make a, a video where you said that you needed help with your bills or something, you're having a hard, you didn't have to make up some shit or tell some false story like that. That was horrible what you did. And he goes, yeah. Well, what can I say? I'm a sociopath. So, after that, I couldn't look at his face anymore. I couldn't talk to him. I felt like he was no more better than his father, scamming people and using his charisma and his imagination and creativity to rip people off. 
That's the reason why I called him a scammer. That's the reason why I called him a lying fraud. Because he used his popularity in the atheist community to tell them sob stories that weren't even true. Stories about having the most horrific kind of abuse happen to him. And then he ripped people off on all that money. How can you forgive somebody like that? How can you, I mean, what do you do from that point on when you find out that someone is willing to falsely accuse their own family members and people in their life or even blame a Christian church that never did nothing wrong to him? He, I just didn't, I was speechless. I didn't know what to do with this. So, that was the first incident. Everybody always asks, what was the first thing that caused it to ignite? What was the first thing that caused it to crash and burn? Then that was it. So obviously people are going to ask, what did you do about it? Well, I actually pondered it for about a week before I made my move. I thought, should I just forget it? And that would be really difficult for me because I was one of the main atheist at that time who used to bitch about Christians and preachers who steal money from the vulnerable and the weak. I would make videos about abuse that goes on and how nobody says anything. How you hear about these the Catholic Church with priests being moved around and not getting any consequences for what they do because nobody speaks up or does the right thing. And also, I cared about the atheist community, so I thought, if I don't say something, this bastard may continue to rip people off. So I didn't know what to do. I was fighting with this moral, ethical dilemma inside my heart on how I should handle it. There was the one thing where I had learned to care about this guy for all this time, and I wanted to... I had wanted to support him originally, but now I, I didn't trust him. And I felt like people were getting abused, manipulated, and emotionally dragged through the dirt in order to have this happen. Well, I decided that the best practice I could do was just tell the truth and tell people what happened. And I had the video to back to back myself up and prove it. So I put the video up, I let everybody see, and I expected it to be a dumpster fire. I expected everything to just explode. I expected that uh, the atheist community would be extremely pissed off. But something ended up happening that shocked me. It surprised me. Instead of a lot of atheists, a lot of younger atheists who looked up to T.J. Kirk or the Amazing Atheists, instead of them seeing that as abuse in itself or a lie straight from the bottomless pits of hell, they decided that they would find every reason possible to burn me. It's like they cared about the guy so much and they felt that what he was doing was so important that they literally closed their eyes to what he had done 
and they kept on promoting and promoting and they would invest hours and hours of making videos trying to make me look like the crappiest worst person in the world they said everything from claiming i was a pedophile who had sex with his own kids they claimed that i abused my wife they claimed that i was a plagiarist they knew that i was an author and that i was selling books so they ended up spilling in onto my amazon older books that I used to have up, I have new ones now, and decided to say things like Brett Keane can't write, he's a piece of shit, he's an idiot, blah, blah, blah. And I got this unbelievable amount of hate where these people just went out of their way to say everything. Brett Keane throws his friendships away. Brett Keane turns on his friends. Brett Keane can't be trusted. Brett Keane is not loyal. Brett Keane is not good. They decided, they basically, it kind of reminds me of whenever the Jews were given a choice by the Romans. Who do you want us to crucify? The murderer or the savior of mankind? Now, I don't consider myself the savior of mankind. I'm just giving you an analogy. I'm nowhere even close to being a saint, folks. I've had my flaws and mistakes. I've always been honest about that. But it was kind of like the Jews are given a choice. Do you want your murderer, the guy who will move on forward, uh, destroying your enemies and doing the things that he did? Because that's what Barabbas had um got a reputation for is where Jesus was preaching peace and kindness. Basically, what the atheists had done in this analogy is they chose the destroyer. They wanted the, they wanted the bad guy who was willing to do anything and be, to be their mouthpiece. They didn't want the peace. They didn't want the, the chill non-believer at that time. They didn't care. They put the lies and said, fine, he did this, he did that, we don't care. And they literally for, I mean, even now, they uh, some of them still go along with that crap. And that's the story. That's, that's how it all unfolded. And obviously, eventually, I'd end up on the show and everything like that, the drunken peasants many years later. And then that would be basically a repeat. But I want to let you all know that when I originally got on the show, I had had a long conversation with TJ and the story was that we were supposed to try to put all of it under the bridge. We were supposed to put it aside and try to have a friendly podcast or show where we simply entertained people and there was comedy. But unfortunately, uh, TJ had swindled me again. He had basically lied. He didn't want peace. He didn't want to shake hands and put bygones or in bygones, no. Instead, he brought up several of his buddies, and they decided to take turns trying to destroy me. And that's what happened. At least that's how I remember it. Well, for now on, this video has been really, re it's refreshing for me to be able to put this out there, because I don't have to in the future say anything about it again. I don't want to talk about it anymore. I don't want it brought up on my show. So now when anybody asks, I can just give them the link and say, here's, here is it from Brett Keen's perception. You can accept it or you can toss it in the trash. 
It's that simple. I do not expect that my video is going to change the hearts or minds of anybody. I've been doing this for years. I don't expect anybody to go, wow, that was wrong or horrible what this guy did um, to someone who cared about him. Yeah, I don't, basically, I'm not expecting any kind of uh, compromise or reprieve from this video that I've made. I'm just giving you the truth as I know it. Well, I hope you've all learned something. I am a very educational YouTube channel. If you would like to see for yourself to know that I'm not lying to you, the video is up and you can see TJ Kirk on video and audio saying exactly what I said that he said. God bless. I hope you all have a wonderful day and I hope to see a lot of you great people religious or non-believer alike, on the podcast. God bless.